this morning we've got a great team of ladies coming here. I'm going to let them introduce themselves so that because uh, I can't memorize all of those facts um, and we can get to know them a little bit better. But I'm really excited about them. We've been talking back and forth about just kind of what we want to convey, and I think you guys are going to have um, just a great morning listening to them, and you'll feel encouraged. Um, I told them. I told them when we were getting started on all this that this is honestly a topic that I have avoided at mom to mom because I know that um, when we talk about health and wellness, when we talk about feeding ourselves and our family well, when we talk about exercise, these are topics that can very quickly um, bring on some shame. And that is not what we're about here at mom to mom We always want you to leave feeling encouraged and like, you know what, I can do that. And not like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I shouldn't be doing this or that. We know that it can be a touchy subject. Um, and some of these things are tricky. And we know that you guys are all over the board. So we want you to know we're trying to uh, approach this with grace. And we want you to listen with the same um, grace. So uh, now, if you guys will introduce yourselves. Okay. My name's Nancy Smithers. Um, I have been going to Sherwood Oaks for a couple of years. Uh, my husband and I have two kiddos, uh, ages 9 and 10, and I am pretty much a, a stay-at-home mom, um, but I also teach a few classes at the YMCA and teach a few classes here, um, here and there for our wellness program. Hello. Okay. Um, I'm Ashley Fleming, and I was born and raised here in Bloomington. I actually went to preschool at Sherwood Oaks, so it's really, really fun to be here. <laughs> I've been here for so long. Um, uh, we have my husband and I have two boys uh, that are three and just turned eight months old. And uh, my husband and I owned a fitness facility for 10 years here in town, recently just sold it a couple of weeks ago and moving on to a new fitness venture. Um, I worked for Whole30 doing seminars for a couple of years for them. And I have a precision nutrition level one um, sports nutrition certification. So doing some of that at our um, past facility. And then um, I do direct sales for a company called PD Counter. Hi, I'm Erica Barnhill. Um, I've been at Sherwood Oaks about 21 years now. Uh, my husband and I, we have four children, three girls and one boy. Um, we, I am also a homeschool mom. I've been doing that for 12 years. We have a senior in high school now who is also taking classes at Ivy Tech. So we're doing something. I mean, she's thriving. Um, <clears throat> anyways, you always wonder if you're screwing up your kids, right? So <laughs> that's always been my thought. Um, <laughs> Thank you, April. Um, I also had some major health challenges about five years ago that led me down a more holistic um, path to healing. And um, then a couple of years ago, I got my certification to be a health coach. So I've been doing that part time as well. Um, also have been a massage therapist for 20 years or so. So I just and I was um, uh, an exercise physiologist in cardiac and pulmonary rehab until we started having children. So have a lot of medical and stuff in my background. Um, love helping people just thrive in um, being healthy and well. So anyway, I think that's it. April Schilling, and uh, we have been here for a year and some months, right? Um, so um, our husband, not, not us, but yes, kind of. So our husbands work together. We're, they're on the uh, men's uh, basketball staff. But um, so we moved from L.A., uh, born and raised in Indiana. So both my husband and I are from Indiana. But um, so we're so happy to be back. Um, 
But those four years in LA um, were very pivotal. And um, I have, we have two um, daughters, three and five. And so just raising them in that environment in LA and just the self-image and stuff <laughs> that we all deal with anyways, but it's, I feel like, magnified in that um, area of the country. And so um, just fighting for a good self-image. And um, so that's kind of my heart in why I'm here. Um, my background's in athletics. Uh, played basketball um, at every level and have seen nutrition be used in either you don't talk about it at all or it's in an unhealthy, an unhealthy area. So I really want to kind of be right in the middle of that and like let's have a conversation and even if we disagree and if, even if it's hard, um, let's talk about it because we're going to have a relationship with food for like the rest of our life. So I think it's kind of important to at least dialogue about it and try to figure some things out and I have these two kids that like want to eat and they want to eat like every day and multiple times a day so <laughs> I'm thinking as a mom I've got to figure this out so I've been in the nutrition realm for about um, over a decade uh, doing uh, um, just nutrition workshops and and um, supplementation and, and macros and balancing all that so um, anyways that's a lot and here you go Lisa. Hi, my name's Lisa Ostrom, and I have um, been in Bloomington just like April, a little bit over a year. I'm originally from Alabama. I went to college for exercise science, and I, like Erica, worked in the um, cardiac side of it, cardiac rehab, all that. Then I moved into personal training. I've done everything from silver sneakers to CrossFit coach, um, pretty much all the less meals classes. So I'm a big worker outer person. Um, my nutrition is not on point. So they're going to give me grace. <laughs> so I go through my high and lows, like I'm sure most of us do. Um, but that's, yeah, I do the workout classes here. I teach some at the Y and I would love for y'all to join us. We're big about grace here. And just really just knowing who your identity is. God doesn't love you anymore. If you have a six-pack or if you don't, you're his daughter, daughter of the king, whether you weigh 500 pounds or you weigh 100 pounds. So just um, being the best version of you so you feel good and can do whatever you've been called to do in this world is really our main focus here. So. I mean, I feel like we can, we can just pack it up and leave after that. <laughs> Like, that's what I want to hear. All right. Um, okay. So I think the number one question that we got from people is like, okay, I, I like to eat healthy or want to eat healthy, but how do I get my husband and kids on board? All right, well, anyway, I'll just give you a little bit of, um, I guess, advice from kind of what's worked for us over the years. Um, my children are 17, 15, 14, just turned 14, sorry, and 12. And so I started this path a long time ago. We didn't eat as healthy. As a matter of fact, one of the kids said the other day, Mom, look in that video at the ice cream bowl you had. You would never eat that much now. Anyway, it's just funny. Because of where I'm at and what I've been through in my life, my body doesn't tolerate a lot 
of misbehavior with food, although sometimes I do. So as far as getting your kids to eat healthy and your husband to eat healthy, I would say start with your kids and maybe your husband will follow because he's a grown adult and he's not going to have you tell him what to do. Um, at least that's the way it's been in my house. So um, I think one of the biggest things is to keep healthy foods readily available. Uh, when you go to the store, make sure that you wash up the, the veggies and the fruit and have them ready to go. There are certain things you can leave out on the counter um, so that they can eat throughout the day. Um, if they're hungry, they're going to eat it. I mean, that's just kind of how it boils down to. I'm a little um, crazy about not letting my kids tell me what they want to eat. Um, I grew up in a house, which is a little different of, you know, you eat what's on the table. And so that's kind of the way I've always done it with my family is, you know, I'm not going to make 15 meals. First off, I have four kids and I'm not making four different meals for everybody. So I've always tried to offer things that everybody enjoys, but then also place out healthy foods that maybe they don't. Um, also, just put one small, you know, if it's some spinach, put a, a tiny little piece of spinach on their plate and have them try new foods. Keep offering it over and over again for your kids because the more you offer it, <clears throat> the more they're going to see it, the more they're going to get used to it. And your taste buds actually change every two weeks. So if they say they don't like it today, try it again in a month. Um, so <clears throat> that would be one of the keys. Um, get your kids involved with making the meals. Um, if they're excited about what you're making, then they're more likely to eat it because they've helped and it's a reward to be able to eat something that they put hard work into. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is you can also hide a lot of healthy foods in foods that they already enjoy. So I like, my kids don't love sweet potatoes, although we've eaten them so much lately, they just kind of just go with it. So with mashed potatoes, mix in a sweet potato or two, um, because, and then they're orange, they're a little more fun looking, but it also adds um, a lot more nutrition than a traditional white potato does. And then if you just keep adding them in, eventually they'll like just the plain mashed sweet potato. So it's kind of starting out small, and just adding in. If your kids don't like wheat bread, do one slice of wheat and one slice of white until they start to acclimate to that flavor. It's really just changing the palate is what it boils down to. So um, you can hide tons of fruit and veggies in smoothies. So that's a good way <clears throat> to um, get them to uh, get a lot of veggies and fruit in as well. So um, I think that's a few that I had. I have some more, but... I think uh, just uh, some quick little um, things that have helped us is try to um, shop the perimeter of the grocery store instead of the processed stuff. Not that you don't buy any processed stuff because we're all like, this is real life. Um, so you kind of have to get some things. But if, as a rule, like if you, because on the out, on the perimeter of the gro of grocery stores um, are like the, the whole foods and the meats and the, and the, and the stuff that is, uh, more nutrient uh, dense and um, I think it's our job as um, parents I won't say just women's because guys can cook um, sometimes um, but because my husband fixed uh, French toast for our kids today I'm like wow this is great <laughs> and dumped all the sugar on the butter and they ate it um, so but I think that it's our job to provide the, a healthy meal, a healthy option, and if they don't eat it, it's um, it's important for, as they get older, I think now my, my oldest is now, she knows if she doesn't like what I fix, because um, sometimes it can take long if you're doing a recipe and like, it's like, 
irritating when they don't eat like what you've spent the hour preparing, right? Um, but it's, it's your job to put it on the table for them. It's their job to eat it. And if they don't like it, that's okay. They can have an opinion. They're their own little person. They go and they, they know what to do. They, they get the bread out and they get the peanut butter and jelly and they just eat that. So that's our go-to. If you don't like what we fix, then go fix it yourself. Like, go fix your stuff. And so they are at least getting something in their body. They're not going away hungry because we feel guilty about that at some point, you know. Um, so that's kind of what we've done just to make it clean cut. Because you can, um, I don't know, that can get kind of messy. And so we've just like, okay, this is what we're having. If you don't like it, go fix your peanut butter and jelly. And, I mean, because as a mom, like, I don't know. You want them to have something in their body, but... They don't, I'm not a short order cook, and I only have two kids, so I don't know what it's like to have double that. Um, so that's what we've done. Yeah, I, that was so good. The, I love the perimeter of the grocery store, but uh, I was just, when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking the responsibility of a mom is, um, it's a really fun role, and we get to have um, a lot of fun time with the kid, but our kids, but uh, really we are the gatekeepers, so we have to be aware that whatever we choose into our lives, whether it's spiritually, you know, emotionally, um, but also physically with food, what we bring in the home is, is really important. We're the gatekeepers, so we have to think about, um, you know, do I have a lot of processed foods that are just readily available to them? Are they going into the pantry and grabbing, you know, um, chips, or do I have fruit available for them or vegetables? Um, and I think those things just take a little bit of time, but uh, and really just some thoughts. Even if you want to keep the potato chips because you maybe have a little more self-control than your four-year-old, just put them in a different cabinet so they're not accessible to them. Um, and instead, try to keep those foods out on the counter, the, the bananas, the apples, the plums, or you know, baby carrots in the fridge that you can point them towards um, so that you just kind of have a plan when that snack monster hits. And... They're not, you know, going to the to the pantry every five seconds. Um, also, I was just going to say that uh, with the nutrient density, I mean, that's really, for me and my family, has been the important thing is not necessarily trying to control every bit of food, but making sure that the vitamins and the nutrients are in their diet. So um, the little small changes that I like to concentrate on are greatly with vegetables because that's where you get a lot of your really clean and um, nutrient dense, you know, um, your nutrients. So I try to make all kinds of different um, vegetable dishes, whether it's roasting vegetables and those make them a little bit sweeter or, you know, sauteing them and putting a little, I don't know, soy sauce or some kind of sauce on them that makes it a little more palatable. Uh, or just serving them with a with a different dip, maybe provide different kinds of hummus or uh, different kinds of um, vinaigrettes that will be a little different than their ranch, you know, with their their vegetables. So, just some ideas. Great. And I also wanted to just add, I think that we sometimes get this feeling that like like my two year old likes to walk in while I'm making dinner to tell me that he doesn't like what we're about to eat. <laughs> every night. He pretty much doesn't eat almost every night. But I, you know, I get this panicky sometimes where I think like he's just never going to eat vegetables ever. 
No, he's never going to eat them. And I think about, though, like, and this is likely the same for you. This is more of a newer phenomenon. Think about what you ate as a child. Like, we did not have fresh fruits or vegetables hardly ever. Like, I thought green beans and pineapple both off my list because I'd only ever had canned. And if you've had canned versus fresh on those, they are not the same substance. <laughs> They're completely different. I had my first fresh pineapple just a couple years ago because I'd been turning up my nose to it for years because I was like, no, I know what that tastes like. That's gross. My friend served it and I was like, what? where did you get this? <laughs> this is delicious. And she's like, it's from Kroger. But I'd never had fresh. And since then, I've been on board with fresh pineapple. Anyway, I just say that to say sometimes we get this idea that like whatever they're doing right now is just going to set them up for life. And they're only going to eat chicken nuggets and plain yogurt for the rest of their life. And that's it. And I just like they're saying, keep serving, keep trying. And they just may be a bum about food until they grow up like in adulthood and realize, oh, I, sh I could eat some vegetables. I could be fine with that. Beth, can I just say one other thing yeah. to that real quick? Just one other thing to that too, as Nancy hit on the nutrition and just the nutrient-dense stuff, I think it's never too early to tell your kids why. Don't say just because I told you to eat it, but tell them why. It's healthy for your body. It nourishes your body. And give them reason to want, like you're going to feel better if you eat this versus eating that. It really is huge. I mean, my 15-year-old came to me not long ago and said, man, mom, you've ruined my body. And I said, why? And she's like, I can't eat junk food ever anymore without being feeling awful. And I'm like, then I've done my job. Um, okay, let's, let's skip ahead to this one. Here's a question that came from a couple. Um, how should a nursing mom approach eating? You're kind of in that time of life where you are really hungry because you're feeding somebody else, but also you would really like to lose baby weight. Okay, I think I'm the only one that's nursing. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Um, so I have an almost eight-month-old, and uh, my Jack, who's three, nursed until he was two. So we've been... I've been, I feel like I've been pregnant or nursing for so long. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I think I may have a small break in between. Um, so what April said, or sorry, Nancy, I'm pointing, I always get you too confused, um, is just focusing on nutrient-dense food. So um, I have, in our past life with fitness, we would have moms that would come in at like 12 weeks postpartum and they're like, I got to get my baby or my pre-baby bod back. And it was like so disturbing to me because I'd be like, I know, I feel the internal struggle of like wanting your life back, wanting not back, but you know, you just want to have some freedom and you want to be able to work out and, and maybe eat different things and feel like you're able to move better and all these things. But you're also caring for this baby who is relying on you um, solely for nursing, uh, for their food. So really focusing on nutrient dense food, I think is the most important thing. So um, really not focusing on like calorie counting or um, even portion sizes, um, really focusing on just nutrient-dense food. And what that means is like food that are a rainbow of colors. <laughs> I know it's like the analogy people always say, like lots of different colors. Um, but really making sure that when you're looking at your plate, you've got a good protein source, good fat, good carbohydrate, like a good mix of everything. Not really trying to cut out one thing or the other. A lot of women will be like, well, I really want to go low carb because I want to lose weight. And you need carbohydrates when you're breastfeeding. You need carbohydrates anyway, especially as a woman um, with our hormones, you have to have a good amount of carbohydrates. So making sure that you're just trying to eat, I think a well-rounded is also another silly word, but like a, a good amount of food. Um, 
and not restricting calories because that can affect your milk supply as well. Um, milk supply is largely based on supply and demand. So the more that you nurse, you know, in theory, the more milk you should have, but cutting calories and working out really hard can affect your milk supply. Also making sure you're drinking a lot of water is another thing. Um, water is a huge um, constituent of breast milk and just making sure that our bodies can produce that. Um, so I think it's a fine line. I mean, I don't think, I don't have a really great answer other than just really trying to focus every meal on looking at your plate and saying, what, am, what do I have? And I know it's really hard also when you are a new mom because you're not sleeping, you don't also have time to make good food. So finding things that are really easy. So like when I first had Jack, something that was helpful to me that my husband did every morning before he left for work, he would make my breakfast and put it in the microwave. So like he, that was one thing that he could do for me that was really helpful because I would be up nursing at night. And so that was a way that he could kind of provide. So maybe you have people in your life too that can help with prepping a snack or prepping a meal. Um, that's just a practical thing that was really helpful to me. It was like, I, I woke up and I knew at least I'd have one meal that was nutrient dense of like whatever it was, <laughs> sausage, eggs, fruit, veggies, that I could like start my day feeling really good and knowing that I kind of like had something. Um, otherwise I would eat, I mean, I was just trying to eat whatever I could. The other thing I would say, sorry, is that um, don't get stuck in thinking that like breakfast foods have to be breakfast time, dinner foods have to be dinner time. Like there was often times when I would eat for breakfast and even now I will eat um, leftover whatever we had for dinner for breakfast because it's easy and it's in the fridge and it's not requiring me to like cook an egg or something. Um, I think a lot of times we have this idea of like breakfast foods are eggs, sausage, toast, whatever, and then dinner foods are meat and veggies and fruit and um, you can eat those foods at all times right they're nutrient dense no matter when we eat them so that's something that's been practical for me too is um, especially nursing when you don't have a lot of time and really trying to make sure you're getting enough calories I have uh, one quick thing so um, I um, gained 50 pounds with my first pregnancy and lost 50 pounds and then gained 50 pounds with my second girl and so um, I just coming from a background of athletics and not knowing what that felt like, um, I, I went through um, quite a bit of like, okay, I had the baby, so now where's the baby? <laughs> like, I wanted to be back in like a month or two, and I'm just my my message is to just give yourself time. Mm -hmm. you, you had like a whole year pretty much to get to this beautiful like baby, this miracle this human being that you grew inside of you and so give yourself time to get back to um whatever your goals are and be comfortable in your own skin again because i wanted it like like the when i got home from the hospital like when am i going to work out because that was my mindset my whole entire life and so um what what i a benchmark that i kind of made was like get ten thousand steps in and that was like real slow walking at first and then eventually jogging you know as the months went on but like if you can just move and it doesn't have to be 10,000 steps for you but like set a goal of just moving at some level because I think like you said like eating like cutting calories at that point is just not a good good way to go it, it's very tempting because you know like you know like x if you eat x and then you then you'll lose weight, but um, that's not necessarily probably what's best for your nursing baby, so. Okay. Um, switching a little bit, when we're thinking about health, um, there are a couple of questions just about um, 
mental and emotional health. And I think an overarching question that, that was um, brought out was, how do I know when I need to see a counselor? Or how do I know when this is like more than just I'm stressed about kids or, you know, how do I know when I need to see someone or reach out for help? I am all about counseling at any time. I think everybody should do it, whether they think they need it or not. Um, I've been through years of counseling on my own um, for, um, I was abused, sexually abused growing up. So um, that didn't happen to me as far as a realistic thing. You know, you kind of push it down in the bucket, pretend it never happened kind of a thing until I had my second child and she was eight months old. So I think for me, it was like I was literally just falling apart. I could not hardly function in life. Um, it was day to day that I was just sobbing, trying to hide it from my husband. Then when I told him, he encouraged me to get help. So I think just knowing, is it affecting your daily life? Are you allowing your thoughts and your emotions to affect everything that you're doing, every relationship around you. I had a lot of anger that came out. It was, um, I was starting to vent toward my kids. It just wasn't healthy for anyone in my house, and so I had to get help for myself. So I personally think anytime um, you're questioning that maybe I do need counseling, I think it's absolutely important that you just walk through that door and do it. And I'll be honest, it, has, it wasn't the easiest thing that I did. And there were days I would walk into that office and I would say, just give me the Kleenex box. I don't want to be here, but let's do this. Like I just, it was hard, but let me tell you, it was the best thing I ever did because God allowed so much healing to happen in my life and I'm a different person for it. So, yeah. Um, I also have had uh, a few uh, struggles with some mental health issues, and I know it sounds weird to even call it mental health issues. Um, we just, I think a couple days ago, had National Mental Health Awareness Day or something. There's such a stigma attached to those, um, to, to the anxiety, depression, um, even bipolar disorder, um, postpartum depression. Those are all very real things, and I think um, some of us come from parents who didn't acknowledge that those were valid and real um, things that people struggle with and had maybe the idea that you should just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But there are moments in your, in your life when you're going through things that even uh, after you've exhausted things like talking to your husband about it or a valued family member that you can trust or, you know, praying, having some time asking God for his help and um, just, I would say, like, common graces, like, once you've kind of walked through those things and you still feel like it's a huge uh, obstacle for you, I think at that moment, you know, you, you take a moment and say, what could I do? Who else could I talk to? And maybe that's somebody at church that's a, um, a counselor that provides services, or maybe, you know, you talk to that person and they may point you in a different direction. But I would just say, keep your heart open and, and think about, um, try to, to pursue wellness at, at every level with the outside, you know, exercising helps lift our mood and obviously eating right makes you feel better. Um, 
but also, you know, just talking to somebody and kind of uh, airing out the thoughts in your head, I think it's always healthy, even if uh, you're not in a hole. It's very healthy to just talk through some things. Um, so I would just say, I think it's also preventative maintenance. It's self-care uh, to be open to, to talking to somebody outside of your, your immediate family. And um, yeah, I think that's... Also, I'm just going to throw in there, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have three little kids. One is in second grade, and the other two are still at home. Really working out for me is a lifesaver. Like, I, I have people tell me all the time, like, I don't know how you work out with little kids, because I have to. <laughs> like, seriously, that is my outlet. If I can go run, I've had more aha moments, or I could be so mad at my kids, mad at my husband, and I just need to get away, you know? And it... It's self-care, like you have to take care of yourself. And I'm, I know there's much bigger problems that, you know, just a run won't cure. But I think if you do take that time every day, whether it's getting up an hour earlier before the kids are up or something, just take that time for you. I believe there's a reason God gives you those highs from working out, those endorphins. I mean, he wants us to move. And so I know that helps me so many days. Real quick, too, I don't know. I research a lot, all kinds of things. Um, they've done so many studies, and if you take something for mental health, or I don't even know what they call those, but whatever, um, don't feel sh ashamed to do that. That's fine. But also, I just want to put out there that there have been so many studies that have been done, if you're one of those people who would like to get off of that, is that they have shown that doing exercise does as much good or more than taking um, prescription medications for anxiety and depression and things like those. I tried, I tried them. Um, I took one pill and it, it really messed me up so I could never do that again. So I had to find an alternative option. So if you're one of those people who you are taking them, want to get off of them, or you're scared to, just like Lisa said, try exercise because it really is beneficial. Thank you. And I just wanted to say what, echo what Nancy said, just that we have a lot of resources here at Short Oaks. And if you, um, and I agree, if you at all think, man, I should, this is more than I can handle, or I, I should be talking to somebody about this, please reach out to me or Claudia Mitchell here at the church is, um, she's sort of, we funnel that all through her in terms of um, she helps set you up with someone, a counselor, that will help you talk about that. So, um, great. So you kind of segued right into the next topic, which is how do I fit in exercise when I got these little kids? Okay. Okay, so like I said, most mornings I do get up um, by 5.30. And believe me, there's nothing that makes me different. Because so many people say, well, I'm not a morning person. I can't do that. You can. I mean, it's not like I magically like pop out of bed and I'm so excited, you know, that my alarm went off. And I'm usually hitting snooze, and especially when it gets cold, it's tougher. But I know I'm going to feel better, and I know I'm going to check that off my list, and I don't have to think about it the rest of the day because if not, it kind of hovers over me. I also recommend um, going somewhere like the Y has childcare here. We're providing classes. We provide childcare. I see so many sweet, nice moms dropping off their kids at preschool Monday mornings at 9 o'clock in their workout clothes. And they may not be planning to work out, but they're in their yoga pants. <laughs> and you can come right here and work out with us. 
So explain so, that real quick. On Mondays, there's a class where yeah, does it meet? Yeah, 9.15 right here. Right here. Yeah. Okay. And then we have one Thursdays at 2, and we have child care there as well. And then, Wednesday, I mean, um, Saturday mornings at 8.30 is Zumba, but there is no child care. Some, maybe some of your husbands are at home on Saturday mornings and could watch the kids, and you come up here and do that. I also believe it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with hiring a babysitter to go get your workout in, too, if you wanted to. Or if your kids are old enough, like I know my 7-year-old, I, he can ride his bike. I can put the other two kids in the jogging stroller, and we can walk to the park. And then the kids can play on the playground. They get out. They love to play. And then we walk back. So it doesn't have to be something crazy intense or, you know, just put it in your life. Or if you're just at the point where you have to work out with your kids at home, do it. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be like these um, Instagram videos you see, you know, of the moms working out and all the kids just sitting around or playing quietly. I don't, I mean, it doesn't happen like that. I can tell you. Your kids are going to be crawling over you. But they also, like, I rolled out my yoga mat and my daughter turned two last week. She went right into down dog on it as soon as I rolled it out. So, I mean, they do learn and they know and do it with them. It leads them to be healthy later in life, too. So I'm just going to piggyback on that because my kids are, I mean, the baby. So if anyone has a baby, and maybe your babies sleep, but mine have mine have not slept. I mean, they sleep, but they get up in the middle of the night. And so um, I will tell you, as someone who owned a gym, it was really hard for me to get into the gym, right? You're like, that's crazy. You owned a gym. You have access to the gym at 24 hours a day. You can go whenever you want. And it was hard for me. So I understand that it's not easy, even if you have access all the time. Um, one thing when you're not getting a lot of sleep, so I talk about this a lot, and I don't know if we'll touch on it, but if you are still getting up a lot at night and you're not getting sleep um, sleep first because if you have the ability to rest um, that is going to trump anything any activity that you're going to do a lot of times like I said we'll see moms that come in at 12 weeks and they're still waking up every three hours and they're like I'm going to hit it really hard and get this high intensity workout and that's actually going to do more harm than good right because your heart rate is elevated your cortisol levels are elevated and that's just a really bad recipe for um, disaster so I just want to put that out there that if you are not getting good sleep, as in like more than five hours or six hours in a row, um, take a walk, like do some, maybe some strength training, not um, really high intensity work where your heart rate is going to be really high. Um, really high intensity work is, is awesome for cardiovascular health and for feeling fit and like getting back into a workout. But if you're at a stage where you're not resting, like sleep first and then do something that's kind of low key. Um, that's what the stage I'm in right now. I've tried to do a workout last week. I'll be very frank. I tried to do a workout last week that was high intensity. Uh, and I was like dead to the world for like five days. I went to, went to the workout on Tuesday and by Sunday I was still like recovering cause I had just, I tried to do too much. And so I'm at the like running a couple of miles when I can and make me feel good to get outside, like walking, pushing the stroller, like doing things. I'm kind of at a different stage. So just know that whatever season you're in, like, like she said, try and just fit it in where you can, because you will get to a point where your kids sleep or you'll have more time. And, um, it's all about grace, right? Like just trying to fit it in and feeling healthy in whatever way that is from a fitness standpoint. I think we have to, as moms, be aware that we are juggling a lot. We wear a lot of different hats, and even if we're not, you know, 
involved in the, the soccer match or coaching the basketball team, you are preparing the meals, you're making sure everybody has their things for school. I mean, we just were doing so many different things. So we do, uh, I think that's one thing moms have a hard time, just being gentle and being gracious uh, with yourself. But I think uh, you look at maybe where, where you're at and what season you're in with your motherhood and, and kind of um, just ask, you know, what are some small things that I can do to uh, up my activity level, whether it's just walking around the soccer field while your kids are playing or, um, you know, taking them to the park or uh, getting a Fitbit so that you can kind of count your steps and try to get to, you know, 5,000 or 7,000, whatever it is. Um, but I would say, I uh, just want to, uh, Ashley made such a great point that getting adequate sleep is really important. And so uh, if you, I think I read that if you, for three nights in a row, are not able to get at least seven hours of sleep, it actually puts your mind into like a, a yes, of yes yes that sort of like nervous breakdown mode so um and i think that we've all probably pushed ourselves to that point i mean we probably are really close on the edge a lot of the time i know i am and my kids are are nine and ten but we just you know we pack our lives with so much stuff so just want to encourage you to rest and recover also what um so let's say your kids are sleeping, but you're not sleeping well. How, okay, so one person asked, like they said, I've used a sleep aid at times, but I don't really want to use that. How can I encourage good sleep in myself? You want to talk about it? Sure. Okay, so if sleep, two things about sleep. So if we're, if quantity of sleep is not happening, then let's focus on quality of sleep. So um, for many of us, we lay awake or we're like thinking of a million things and even if we're getting adequate amount of sleep. So one thing we talk about, um, and we talk about sleep, stress management, nutrition, fitness, all these things are all encompassing, but with sleep in general, thinking of some things to help you get more uh, quality sleep would be limiting blue light at night, right? Blue light is a really hot topic right now. People wear blue blocking glasses. So blue light can actually inhibit the melatonin, the natural melatonin in your body. So shutting off your screen at night, I know that's hard. So I wear blue blocking glasses. I have some cute ones there uh, that I found so I don't feel so silly. Um, helping to, uh, uh, and that's a natural thing you can do, just eliminating that, read a book instead at night, um, making sure that you are sleeping in a completely dark room. I mean, these things are really small, but they really do make a big difference. Some people sleep with a sound machine. I sleep with a monitor because, it, I, you know, I have a baby and it's like a sound machine because I can hear his sound machine through the monitor. Um, and so just focusing on those things that are going to be more of quality sleep um, rather than if we can't get quantity. Of course, everyone would love to sleep, yeah, like seven to eight hours I think is actually recommended for most people. But I think being a mom, it's really hard. Um, one more thing is like if you are a person that has to kind of decompress before the night, this is something that I've started to do is before I go to bed, kind of looking at my calendar and making a list for the next day so that it's like down on paper and I'm not laying in bed thinking of it because I'm the type of person that I'm like in the shower thinking of things. I'm laying in bed thinking of things like what to do, what am I going to, like what is the next activity? And my kids aren't even, I'm going to have one that's in activities and it's only like once a week. So if you've got older kids that are a lot, I can only imagine the amount of scheduling you're doing. But that has really helped and something we talk about with um, clients is like 
putting it down on paper, journaling, writing it down, getting it out so it's kind of not in your head um, can also help before going to bed. Is anyone like me and your head hits a pillow and you're out? Thank you. I, I think like that's I, mostly just husbands. <laughs> like I have no trouble going to no, sleep. No, I think My that's mostly just husbands. No. <laughs> like I wonder if something wrong with me that I don't have enough thoughts going on no. that I need to. <laughs> no, love it. That's good. That's good. I'm jealous. Okay, well, let's just, we've got like just a few minutes to kind of wrap up here. And so I didn't really warn you about this, but I will just say let's, for you, the five of you, if you could give the ladies just one takeaway that you think, like, maybe a health habit they could start or just a, a rah-rah encouragement or, I don't know, just one little takeaway. You know what, I do. I, something came to me this morning. Where's my purse? Hold on. I'm going to pull something out. You want me to go ahead? She's like, I actually do have something prepared. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to tell you. So I've had a lot of people naturally assume because I work out or I'm in shape, you know, you're just, I've had people say, well, you've got good genetics. This is, you know, easy for you or whatever. And um, it's really, where's my thing I have pulled up? It's um, not like that. Like my family, my, both of my little sisters weigh over 300 pounds. My mom had the gastric sleeve done and lost a lot of weight. So I'm not a naturally thin person. I, how many, it doesn't matter how many squats or lunges or miles I run, my legs are still going to be a little bit bigger. And that's the way God designed me. So I'm going to embrace that. I'm not going to be self-conscious about it. I'm, not going, I'm still going to wear my bathing suit, even if I have cellulite on the back of my legs. So I want you to, but I read this this morning. And now I can't even find it because I wasn't planning on sharing it with you. But, um, and you know, in 1 Thessalonians, I forgot the exact chapter, but where it says um, my, um, what, about God's strength being made in your weakness. So I just thought about that. Like maybe that's why we do have these different weaknesses with like working out our diet. Like I can't say that my workouts or my diet is because of me. It's because of him. And you know what else? You turn to him for that. Don't think, it's not by your own power that I'm going to eat great today. I'm going to wake up. And he does care about that kind of stuff. You can say, God, Father, help me with my food choices today. Help me with my, if I have trouble sleeping at night, help me calm down my mind so I can sleep. Or help me have the motivation to work out because your body's his temple. And anyway, so I was thinking, about, if that makes sense to any of you. <laughs> Um, I have uh, just a couple things. Uh, one thing that I really try to do in, in our house, um, again, coming from L.A. and seeing it magnified in a way that I didn't want my little girls to grow up and think in Instagram, like, I have to look like this, um, is to not put um, shame attached to, like, carbs are bad or we're going on a diet or or she looks thin, but more like she looks healthy, she looks strong. Or So those words are, are what I want my, my girls to hear, not like, oh, you've lost a lot of weight. Like, I don't even say that, even if it's the truth, because I don't want them to associate, oh, she lost weight, that's good, that's what I, and just that, that vision of perfection that no one can attain. Um, um, but on the other side of that, um, I do do uh, nutrition workshops like, 
um, not only here at church, but also like in living rooms and offices and and um, would love to if you had any interests and friends that want to talk because we we really just scratched the surface here nutrition nutritionally uh, and we'll provide some I think um, in the coming months here um, but if that's something that's a hot button for you um, come see me afterwards and and we'll talk about balancing macros and and portion sizes and when you eat and all the kind of the basics that um, might help you reach your goals. Um, I think I have the oldest and the most children on this panel. So um, I think one of the things, just because I have been a mom for 17 years now, is grace, grace, and more grace. Um, I have a type A personality, and I have always beaten myself up over everything. So just in the last five years, God has freed me from a lot of that, and I'm grateful. I feel like I can honestly be the person God made me to be. So um, I've had more grace for myself, which in turn shows more grace to my kids. Um, there is a season for everything, and you're going to feel like you're on top of your game at times, and you're going to feel like you are buried in the tunnel. So it's okay. You're going to have seasons. You may have a great diet for a while, and then you may just be in survival mode. Um, we've been living, we sold our house in June, and we've been living um, in temporary housing and trying to homeschool and do all the things for almost four months now. Praise God, we're moving in two weeks. Anyway, my kids had said that, you know, Mom, we've just not been eating as healthy as we normally do, and I can tell. And I said, guys, we're kind of surviving right now. So two more weeks, we can do this. Like right now, I don't even have an oven, and I'm about to lose my mind. So um, just give yourself grace and know that you are enough and that God made you who you are who you are and who you need to be. And he gave you the kids that you have for a reason. So just live in the moment. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Today is the gift and try to reside in that, that present moment. Um, and then also, as April said, um, nutrition wise, I know October 21st from 6 to 7.30, room is still to be determined. Um, we're going to do a nutrition workshop here. It's actually going to be on gut health and inflammation. Um, so that will be the first um, workshop we have. Um, we had one, I don't know, it was in the spring. It's been a while. Uh, the sheet, yeah, the sheet's probably wrong. So if it says this coming Sunday, we change that. It's going to be the 21st. So make sure that you note that. Um, and watch Facebook and emails because we'll let you know about that. Uh, but that will be here at the church somewhere. Also, like April said, I'm also a certified health coach. Um, I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I'm, I'll do classes or whatever if anybody's interested in that. Um, there's no pressure. But also, if you just have questions about anything, I'm an open book. I'm a mess. I have been through a lot, and God has redeemed it. So I am happy to share anything and everything if it will help you um, where you're at. So, oh, you have um, Okay. So, and just in terms of some practical things that have worked for our family to share, um, I am a planner, so I do keep grace at the forefront of my mind, but I know for me personally to feel like I can breathe throughout the week. Um, one thing that my husband and I have done is we have like a mini meeting on Sunday nights um, before the week, and we take a look at our calendar and we say, okay, like, what do we have this week? What nights are we going to be eating out? What nights are we going to be cooking at home? What nights are we going to be at a family, friend's house? What nights do we have these activities? And it just kind of helps set the tone for the week. Um, helps us just, I mean, this can be attributed to a lot of different things, not just 
nutrition or health and wellness, but it's just one thing like family meeting. And right now it's only two of us <laughs> until our kids get older, but it's really helped us to um, just kind of be united for a small bit before the craziness of the week. And um, we've recently implemented a, like we need to go to bed, but before 11, because we're having a really hard time with that. So choosing one thing to kind of work on um, instead of all the things has really helped us too. like, okay, this week we're going to try and make three homemade meals this week, or we're going to, this week we're going to go to bed before 11. This week we're going to do this um, has kind of helped us. And that way we can kind of focus on one thing. And we don't feel like we're overwhelming like ourselves um, or the kids. So uh, I'm on Instagram at Ashley C. Fleming. I share a lot about right now we're doing baby led weaning, so we're in the thick of that. Um, I share kids' meals and fitness things, so you can follow me on Instagram and reach out if you have any questions there. So, yeah, thanks for having us. A um, couple of things I was just thinking of is that uh, a few little practical tips. I love to put uh, peanut butter in Greek yogurt, just plain Greek yogurt. And a lot of times, you know, my kids don't even realize that they're getting a lower sugar option than the, because a lot of times those pre-made ones that already have the flavor mixed in are much higher in sugar. So that's just one little thing I thought of. Another thing uh, with eating is um, we've sliced apples and kind of made them into like, we call them mini donuts. So we, you know, you slice them vertic vertically, no, horizontally, yes, horizontally. And then put things like, you know, peanut butter or Greek yogurt, put some little blueberries on them or granola or even chocolate chips. And it's a really fun little healthy snack for them and something different. Not everybody has time for that, but, you know, like once a year, <laughs> Thanksgiving morning, there you go. Um, but I think, you know, health and wellness is something that starts on the inside. And it's really, um, our, I think all of us would agree that, we would pray that you all would find your health and wellness from the inside out. You know, our, our, our culture puts appearance and looks and weight and all of these things on such a uh, platform and, and make it such a high priority. But really, um, I think if we look at the big picture, uh, God really wants for us to see our value from the inside out. And he wants us to... Um, come from a place of love and acceptance and accepting his view of us and allowing that to be our motivation for making better choices and, and taking care of ourselves. So um, I also just want to echo the message of grace um, that nobody is perfect. None of us are perfect. We don't get all of this right. We are all flawed humans. I mean, we are not, we live, you know, making the best choices that we can and, and some of us are further along in this journey than others, but wherever you are, just uh, I would pray that you would accept that and that you would um, just recognize that God loves you so much, regardless of what stage you're in, what you look like on the outside, where you come from, and that he desires for you to uh, accept yourself and to love yourself and to really let that be the motivation for change and not shame or guilt or um, just a feeling of comparison because that will always steal life from us. It will still steal our joy. So um, that's about all. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Let's thank these ladies.